Hey everyone, this is Todd Latore from Queensryche, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is maximum voltage, maximum power, maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show at 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. And here's your hosts, Dom. And that's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way.
Heaviest Texas. Woof. Fuck, man. Kyle and Marzi and that man are killing it. That's some killer stuff right there, man. Woof. Woo. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty fucking awesome. That, that, plus, I think they're still giving that record away if you go on their website, heaviesttexas.com, and just get in and follow them on Twitter and Facebook and all those other places where you can catch them at. And also tell me you've heard them here on Maximum Threshold Radio, and man, let me go back years with those guys. Love them. Cool dudes, man. Love them. Love Marzi, man. He's awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got an interview here tonight. Um, I have with Susan Fisher. She's with the Incarceration um, Festival. So I got that. I got a little pre-record there. Then I got a little treat for you. For a lot of you people who are just tuning in who are sort of new to Max and Thrusher, you don't know about the other stuff I did before I came over on this venture and did Max and Threshold. I was part of this show called Uncensored Net Noise, and I did that for I did that for a while. Just to, you know, I was learning the ropes and all that, learning how to do a podcast and how to broadcast, how to you know all the stuff that that we've been doing for years. I, w- I was doing that over there too. So uh, I had this interview that that came across with Travis Meeks. Uh, maybe you're familiar with Travis. He was. The singer for Days of the New. And this I was talking with Chris earlier today uh, from Uncensored Net Noise or from Morning Show Central, who did this years ago. And I was like, man, I'd love to, I'd love to hear that interview again because I know just how whack it was. It was way, way in left field. <laughs> so um, he sent me over the link, and I'm going to play the, that interview Plus, I did something I made fun of him at the end of it. Not really made fun of him, but I did my version of that, one of their songs, their popular song. I did it. And one of the things, um, when I was doing the show over there, I would bring my guitar with me, and I would play parodies. That was, that was my gig. I did the rock and metal news, and I did uh, song parodies. Yeah, I was, I was a token guy. So, and one of them was... I, just happened to had to do one of these songs for my version. I didn't know the words of the song, so I was winging it. So <laughs> that's going to be pretty fun. We're going to play that in a little bit. Uh, but a couple more things before we get into that. I also have the Rock and Metal News segment for this week. 
And next week, um, I'm not going to, I don't think we're doing a show because I'm going to be at the Incarceration Festival at the Ohio State uh, Old Reformatory in good old, beautiful Mansfield, Ohio. So that's probably where I'm mostly going to be at. I got um, my friends and pending lies are going to be playing the show there tonight. I mean, next week. They're start opening up the Saturday's event. Uh, Friday, I'm supposed to be hooking up with, with old friends over there from Fozzie. And if if so, if not, oh well, you know how it rolls. It's it's one of those things that fest, festivals are they're kind they're kind of tough to move around in for interviews and stuff. I mean, a lot of them say, yeah, we'll do it, and then they can't do it, or something happens. Whether they're just flying in for something like this, and an event like incarceration, that's one of those events where they're flying in and they just shuttled off, and they're there, and all their shit's already set up. So that's that's that. I ain't got no other news, man. Uh, nothing else that I could think of. Um, yeah, that's about it. Let me play some music here, and then we're gonna come back and I'll knock out these these interviews that I got. Uh, so if you listen to us live, you get to hear this this great music that I'm about to throw at you. So I want to thank you again for tuning in this week's edition, number five sixty one of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. It's gonna be a fun little ride tonight. Not gonna be real long, but. I got some cool, cool material to throw and toss at you guys, so there you go. Yeah, man, what's going on out there, everybody? Episode 561. I have um, I have a new new bumper I made that you're going to start hearing more of, uh, promoting, I, th- I think there's a Stitcher radio or something, I don't remember, um, but I, I'm going to test it out right now. I haven't heard it yet. Here we go. Let's check this out. This is brand new. Oh, where'd it go? MTRS Maximum Threshold Radio and MaximumThreshold.net for all your hard rock and metal news from around the world. Horns up, fists in the air, baby. Did I say horns up, not horns? Uh, now every time I hear that that bumper, I'm gonna think of think of myself saying "porn up, porns up, porns up, pissed in the air." You know, wait, let me let me call somebody real quick. Somebody who's desperate to get some <laughs> some some um, stuff on his on his podcast. Let's see if I can. Let's see. Mm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ten. Wait a minute. Let me, let me do this. Okay, let me call James from Impending Lies. We gotta, we gotta pimp out our show, man. <laughs> we got um incarceration festival this weekend, and he's playing on it. So I got, I gotta call, call my buddy. We gotta get him on the get him on the show here, so we could pimp that pimp it out. Very similar, we got friends that are real friends that are playing festivals. So let me give me dial him in. Oh, I suppose name right. Damn, I got I got all kind of guys like this. Okay, here we go. Let's see if this works. 
James. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Another band just started. Nice. Who, who's on the bill tonight? Uh, oh, God, there's such a list. Uh, letters to a Liar. Hold on, let me go look at it. I can sure. see it. There's so many bands, I couldn't memorize them all. Um, letters to a Liar. Awaiting the Lullaby. A Moment in Pompeii. Stereotype I. Audio for Rain. And then Us. Damn, that's a lot, man. Yeah, they're on, uh, they're on the third band right now, so... We're just kind of hanging out. We just ordered a pizza. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, where are those? Where are all those bands located? Are they in the Kent area or are they in the Cleveland area? Um, I know Stereotype Five, like Youngstown, Audience of Rain, like like Akron, this like like Kent area. I think mm-hmm. the other ones. I gotta be a letter to liar. Same thing as uh, um, Audience of Rain because uh, the drummer was from an other band that used to open for us a lot, but I, I don't remember the name of the band this one two years ago. Um, but the other bands, I don't know. I've never actually met them before until today. So you gotta get. No, um, no. You gotta get Voltan on on one of these shows with you guys. Get sure, my man. my band to play, man. We'll tear that stage up with you guys. Well, you know what, man? I'm working. I'm uh, getting ready to get the Christmas show together, and uh, I, I can't guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had some talks about with with Lisa. Um, last night at the Foundry about maybe doing it in the Fantasy Theater. Oh, that'd be nice. I'm not I'm not getting my hopes up oh, yeah. because shows never happen in there, yep. but <laughs> I was explaining to her, like, you know, like, Foundry's too small. The Fantasy is just a pain in the butt with those steps. Yep, I hear you. Um, you know, and she was like, well, maybe we could do that. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it's sound in there or not, but we got a guy that can bring in lights and sound for pretty cheap, so... Yeah. Uh, like a like pennies on the dollar compared to what it should be. So we got some options. I just got to get a hold of her and kind of just talk it out and figure it out. But I, I want to do, I want to do like six bands on that show because uh, we're also going to do a CD release show that night. Oh, sweet! So it's going to be a bigger show because you know the Christmas show always goes well for us. But adding out a new CD release, a new new, a new album at the same time is going to be huge that show so but no man i'll um i'll make my list of bands now i'll definitely put you guys on my list okay cool i got a, I got a question for you oh i got well if anybody's tuning in right now this is this is jay from impending lies so we just want to touch bases because he's got this big festival that he's playing this weekend it's not like a county one either it's the incarceration festival so we just want to get him on here and just answer a couple of text messages that i'm getting from people when once they found out he was on here you ready for what one okay this one here is coming from jeff kiss he wants to know, ask him which member of the Golden Girls he would bang and, and why. What in the hell? Dude, that's a, that is a question for Dave, not me. <laughs> actually, Chuck, our merch guy, he actually has all the Golden Girl pops. So that's more a question for him. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's just, I'm on the phone and i got to answer it. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with, because um, Airheads is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go with B. Arthur just because he wanted naked pictures of B. Arthur. Oh, odd. What's up? <laughs> okay, for for um, <clears throat> you got the festival coming up this weekend. You want to tell people um when you're playing and what stage and all all those kind of little details so they can check yeah, you out. Yeah, man. Uh, we are kicking off Saturday at twelve twenty-five uh, on the second stage. So we're first band of the day um, on Saturday, the day with Godsmack. Uh, so yeah, so I say it's twelve twenty-five to twelve fifty-five. Um, kind of awesome because you know we actually because we're starting first, so we're getting a, a pretty decent soundtrack. Um, I'll be playing. 
my old slash new PRS that Ron Williams, who's there with the tent, uh, he custom painted for me with our logo on it. So I'm really excited to get a hold of that thing on Friday and, you know, take it to the hotel and hang out with it and kind of get to know that guitar again. Yeah, I, I, I sent him that PRS last week and he, he already got it painted. You saw it. It oh, came yeah. out so good. Damn, you um, did a great job. You know, but the day we're playing is awesome. I mean, it's, you know, our, our boys in Titan to Time is playing. Uh, we just played with Light the Torch last night in, in Lakewood, Ohio. And, uh, you know, they put on a hell of a show. So, you know, they're playing the same day live, which Ed's back in the band. So, I mean, mm-hmm. anybody like live back in the day, that'll be interesting. Oh, that's uh, Most of some whites playing. We got, the, we got a good day, man. It's just all, from start to finish, it's a really, really, really good day. And we're doing a meet and greet at uh, Ron's World's Guitars. Uh, in his guitar set, the guy who painted my guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a meet and greet at 3 p.m. So, you know, if anyone's going to be there, come say hi, come hang out. Uh, check out Ron's work on the guitars. It, it is amazing. That it, everything that dude does is hand-painted. Uh, no, there's no no decals getting painted over. It's all hand-painted. It's amazing. Yeah, he does a great job. Let's see. I got um, I got another question here. You ready for this one? Yeah, okay. I'm scared after that last one, but okay. <laughs> Next one. Would he accept a hand job from Vicky the Robot from Small Wonder if she was standing in a puddle? Who comes up with these questions? What's wrong? <laughs> I, thought my, I thought the band was messed up. Your listeners are worse. Um, is a robot? Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't trust robots. Did you see that video of the bowling ball robot thing <laughs> where it, like, on a bowling ball down the alley? Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't trust robots. <laughs> well, she was going to give you a hand job standing in a puddle, though. No. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That scares me. I like to keep things where it's at. I don't want things detached. <laughs> I don't trust things. I hear you. So how can people get hold of your, your merch that you have and your music and everything? So uh, we have... Um, all right, so we have a bunch of new stuff that's going to be up on our store after incarceration. We made a bunch of new stuff for incarceration. After that's over, with, we'll have it all up, and we'll have it at shows. But online, uh, if you go to the Facebook page, you can click uh, the store, and it'll take you right to it. I believe it's storemd.com backslash impending lies, and it'll take you right to it. Um, I, you know, we've got everything we have up there right now, but uh, we do have new stuff coming in the next eight, nine days. Uh, we got the new hats in, you know, embroidered new logo that's on them. Uh, we're actually selling them right now. We sold some last night. We sold some today already. Um, we'll see where those go. If they sell out in incarceration, we're just going to get some more made. So we'll get them up there. Don't take very long to get our... We've been going to the same printer for about seven years now. She's so quick for our stuff. She does the same stuff. She does all the star set stuff. So mm-hmm. she's really professional, really gets done quick for us. So, uh, But we'll soon... Uh, if you go on our Facebook or Instagram, you'll see all the new stuff that's coming... Um, we did uh, an Ohio design. We did uh, uh, NBA jerseys. Like, I actually found, like, replica blank NBA jerseys, and we had them printed. Uh, there's a, an awesome girl shirt. Like, the, the design of the shirt just is... I've never been more excited about a girl shirt. And, and, you know, so I shouldn't be excited about a girl shirt. Like, I don't wear them, but it just, they just look good. So, uh, but it's, I believe it's storeenvy.com backslash impending lies. But if you can't... If that doesn't work because I'm stupid and I don't even know what it is, uh, you can... <laughs> You can go to uh, Facebook and just click store, or just send us a message. If you can't find it, just send me a message. I'm the one that runs Facebook. KJ runs Facebook. Uh, you can send us a message and say, hey, 
your guitar player for dumbass and give us the wrong thing, and uh, and I'll, I will go look it up and I will copy and paste it to you. Sounds good. Okay, Jay, hey, man, I, th- I thank you for taking some time out before your show and, you know, just stopping on here and just bullshitting with me for a second there. And, and hopefully, man, um, everything works out this weekend, and I'll make it out there and hang out with you guys. Dude, please. I can't wait to see you. Nice. Okay, man, have a good have a good show tonight. Thanks, bud. You have a good one, man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. There you have it. Okay, um, so like I said, I got these two interviews, other interviews lined up here. They got the interview with um, Susan Fisher from Incarceration. So I'm, I'll probably play this one first, but man, the treat is the one that we did with um, Travis Meeks years ago. And this is when I was on, like I said earlier, on Uncensored Net Noise. So I'm going to bring that one back to you guys. I don't think I did a lot of interaction because this guy was a little too whacked out at the time. Um, but Chris did a pretty good job roping him in. And like I said, I haven't heard this one since this was done i think this was like in 09 or 8 or some shit i don't remember it was a long time ago so here you go Matt. check this out um i'll be me me, me place a couple commercials here we'll come back and then we're gonna rock your socks off you want to listen to maxim celestial radio on your phone you can do so the app is up there baby tune in radio Go to your little market there and download TuneIn Radio. Just type it in the search, TuneIn Radio. Once you download that app, click it, activate it, blah, 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 search maximum threshold. That's, once again, that's TuneIn Radio. You can also catch the podcast on there also. Yeah, real nice. Check it out. TuneIn Radio for maximum threshold radio live. Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven. Okay, I want to play for you guys who are not familiar with Impending Lies. I'm just, I'm just putting a random song on here. I'm going to play this for you guys. Check it out. This here is Impending Lies with Fall to Pieces here on your Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Once again, thanks, Jay, for being on the show tonight. Real quick, like I said, I just I just texted him, and he was like, call him. <laughs> Here you go. Here's Impending Lies.
Well, there you go, man. That's Impending Lies with Fall to Pieces. That one goes back to 2012. Yeah, that goes back a while. I didn't know it was that that old. Damn, I didn't know they were that. That band was that around that long. Damn, man, they're a band to check out. Stick with them and check them out. Follow the, all their other stuff. They got some really cool videos out. Uh, they got some new bunch of new live stuff. They got a new record. It's going to be dropping pretty soon. An EP. Uh, like I said, they're playing a bunch of shows. You know, all around here, they did a couple little tours and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, man, check out Impending Lies, and just shoot them a message. Say, man, you you heard you heard all those retarded questions being asked. <laughs> and oh, so there you go, man. I got this interview coming up here in a minute with Susan Fisher from from Incarceration. This is one of those. She's going to be on your show right now. I said, okay. And then I called her and we did a pre-record. That's how this this one goes. So it's pretty cool. So I'll be back after this, man. Don't go nowhere. Then we're gonna start off with these interviews. This is the Hellion, and you are listening to Maximum Threshold on the Net, where Dom just sacrificed a live goat in the name of Metal. Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. The band Sleep Token released the second song off their upcoming new album. The album is titled Sundowning. You can listen to the track The Offering on YouTube now. The album will be out on November the 21st through Spine Farm, so you can get the, another new track uh, in the coming weeks as well. And Misery Index released an official music video for their song, Hammering the Nails, on YouTube. The song is off their latest album, Rituals of Power, which is now out. And Fractal Universe, they released a new music video for the song, Rising Oblivion. It's on YouTube now. Fractal Universe released their new album, Rhizomes of Insanity, through Metal Blade Records earlier this year. They filmed during their show in uh, Theonville, France. And uh, continuing with your Maximum Threshold.net rock and metal news, Metallica performed in Manchester, England recently, earlier in June, and they were met by a torrential rainstorm. They said they will play no matter what the weather, so they played through the heavy rain, and you can watch Master of Puppets live now on YouTube as they blast through the song Totally Drenched. And the uh, band The Offering are set to release their new debut album titled Home on August the 2nd. They've released a video for the song Ultra Violence. It's on YouTube now, so you can check that out. And Foo Fighters, they have put out a surprise release, a new live EP titled 00950025. The EP includes two live songs from the... Uh, for the tracks Watershed and For All the Cows. Those are from 1995 Reading Festival in the UK and Next Year from Melbourne, Australia in 2000. And you can listen to all three tracks now on YouTube. And uh, finally, Cattle Decapitation. They have stated that the new album is now recorded. Travis, the vocalist, has said, you are all in for one hell of a ride. The producer and engineer was Dave Otero at Flatline Audio in 
in Westminster, Colorado. The album should be out later in 2019 through Metal Blade Records, so stay tuned for that. Cattle Decapitation always put out great albums, so that should be a blast. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. Go people! This is Paul Stevie. You're listening to Maximum Threshold. My good friends, Tom and Dan, Capote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude, and you're listening to my favorite white music on Maximum Threshold Radio. Turn it up, or I'll put a baby in your butthole. Hi, this is Christopher Walken. You're listening to a bunch of people whose voices are all fucked up. It's Maximum Threshold Radio right here. Turn it up and do some coke. Impetuous boy! Oh, well. Who wants to live forever? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Susan? Yes. Oh, hello. This is Dominic. How are you doing with Maximum Threshold Radio? How are you? How's it going? I'm great, Dominic. How are you? I was waiting for your call. <laughs> I thought I hit. I thought I hit my speaker on my phone and I didn't have it on, so I was like, I kept pressing it, and the screen wouldn't come back on. So I was like, Oh no, <laughs> one of yeah, these days. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, well, we are less than two weeks away from oh, incarceration yeah. 2019. Yes, Year I was. Two. I was there it at the. Is- I was there at the last you one. Last oh yeah, and it was a hot one. <laughs> it was you. hot. Woo! You, it was toasty. It was hot. It was hot. So we brought out the sprinklers. Nice. This year we're gonna have missing stations and uh, and and more hydration stations and a big tent for shade. So mm-hmm. we are like into the weeds on the details and the planning and uh, yeah, we're getting really close. We're excited. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. This this lineup here it's it's a little more different. Than, than last year's one. Last year seemed pretty powerful. Um, what was the reasoning by picking these artists that you have on you know this roster? Were you were you part of that the picking process? Um, actually, my partner Daniel is yeah. uh, is more of the the band selector, negotiator, and all of that. I am operations and marketing, and oh, I and you. I work with the city and the visitors bureau and all that kind of stuff. So he's. He's the mastermind behind all of that. And, yes, it is a different lineup. Um, you know, every, every well, we're into year two. So, uh, yeah. you know, the idea is that, you know, we're looking for the most powerful bands that we can afford. Yeah, I understand uh, that. that. Appeal uh, to the, not the broadest audience, but to the, you know, broadest audience of rockers that can fill the stadium or fill the the prison yard as it is mm-hmm. um and um you know it's uh you know we're pretty stoked about it i think shine down uh yeah shine down and godsmack are number one and two on the billboard right now and and five finger death punch is number seven so wow, obviously cool. a lot of people like them and yep. we're thrilled with um their music and and we know they are going to entertain and give everyone just a great value for the dollar and an incredible three-day experience. Yeah, it sounds like it's like a, a run over from like the old Rock on the Range with the lineups. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know about that, but yeah. you know, we oh. all like the best bands. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
I mean, you get the you get the the hard hitters up at the top there. I mean, like last year, yep. there there was a couple good good bands that were at the top, but there wasn't that they weren't as powerful as the ones that are coming up. You know, this year, you know, this year they, you got the the bigger the bigger well known bands. I mean, last year you had Clutch. Sure, sure. With, with, with I mean, last year was incredible. We yeah. started and we had an incredibly uh, fast timeline from when when we decided go and when we opened the gate. And we were thrilled, you know, um, with the lineup we got. And this time, you know, we had a reputation. People knew who we were. Uh, the fans all had a great experience. The bands had a great experience. We treated them well, and that was our priority. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, we obviously had a lot more interest this year because we were we had established ourselves. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was so impressed with that. And that's that's what Ohio needs. Ohio needs more of these festivals that are coming around and not just popping in like once a year or something and just disappearing. You need something that's going to be a staple uh, in the state, especially when you come up a little bit closer up towards north, which you can draw in a lot more population from all around, which is really nice. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're stoked about it. And, uh, you know, the fact that we're in this historic landmark mm-hmm. right there in central Ohio, um, you know, we're proud to to, to bring this to Ohio fans. We actually got uh, inducted into the Visitors Hall of Fame oh, wow. uh, and got a, a congressional award for, for tourism because it was such a great draw. And that was just in year one. So we're pretty, <laughs> pretty stoked about that recognition. Mm-hmm. We've worked really hard to um, work with our city partners, both at the law enforcement and fire and rescue and highway patrol and everything, uh, you know, and, and, and the visitors bureau and the chamber of commerce. So we've really entrenched ourselves. We've made we consider Mansfield our our uh, our second home, and they've all been great to work with in welcoming uh, welcoming the festival. So they're a relatively small town, you know. It's not Cleveland. It's not yeah. Columbus. It's not Cincinnati. And um, and you know we're in a and you know this. 100-year-old uh, historic prison, historic haunted prison, no less. Yep. Um, so it's, it's a pretty extraordinary uh, equation there. But, um, yeah, we are thrilled with the, with the town and how they've they've welcomed us there. And, and we're working hard to work with local vendors to to pull it all off and to, to greet our festival guests in, in less than two weeks. Gotcha. What were some of the negative things that you heard from the city or the people that live around there? Oh, I think there's one woman, you know, that thinks we're a little too loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we are a little too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, you know, I mean, we got a great report. There were no incidents on the highway. There, were, there was, you know, a few EMS, you know, dehydration issues. Um, you know, uh, we got, we got a, you know, we, we had some parking things to, to smooth out, but, I mean, Seriously, overall, I mean, heat was a bit, probably the biggest negative, and everybody who lives in Ohio knows what July is like, and uh, it was par for the course. And uh, you know, even then, we got we got pretty great reviews. Like, yeah, it was hot, but it wasn't that bad. And uh, the cops, even the cops, were cool. Was what mm-hmm. we heard. So, um, yeah, no, we were we were amazed at the positive to negative ratio of uh, happy happy campers, so to speak, mm, and festival goers. What were some of the new additions? the campers, actually, yeah. we, we had, you know, kind of a small about uh, a few amount heard about our, our camping, and this year we got a uh, the Richland County Fairgrounds that are hosting our, our 
are some of the new additions that you have to this uh, to the venue? Other an area that kind of just chilled right by the lake on the other side of the prison, but still totally an earshot of everything. Uh, and then inside the prison, we have for every festival goer, they get a free self-guided tour of the Ohio State Reformatory, you know, aka Shaw Tank Prison, mm-hmm. and uh, which they built 25 years ago. Uh, pretty extraordinary, it's the 25th anniversary, and uh, so that's cool because you get to see all kinds of scenes from Trumpetville, the warden's office, uh, the space, you know, etc. And uh, but in addition to that, on the other side of this massive, ominous prison, uh, it's been dedicated to some housing in July. Escape from one prison is being brought forward, forward and featured. So everybody should be on alert for some uh, pretty, a pretty scary cast of characters that sometimes get escaped from the prison. So uh, you might you might find them in the prison yard. Were they sort of like uh, the, so, were they sort of like the same ones that were there last year? Yeah, they were out in the field last mm-hmm. year, and they were kind of going throughout. But this is a whole, they're setting up the whole Halloween show, so it's yeah. going to be a separate, you know, ticketed event that you'll go through the oh, other okay. half of the cell block. So it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Nice. That's that's I, I like that I like like that about this because it's more than just a concert, and you know you're adding on the, the tattoo portion to it, but then you got the other stuff. Which, when people get tired of doing other things, you know, and they can, and a lot of people are bringing their kids with them too. So it's it's like a, there's a lot of things going on there for everybody. Yep, yep. You get a little piece of history mm-hmm. with it, and hopefully it deters your kids from going into <laughs> 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 Let's see here. Just a couple more things here, and we'll let you get going. Uh, so, what is what is the main goal out of um? incarceration festival are you planning on doing you know three three festivals or there more or is this going to be two and done what's what's the plan oh yeah no we we absolutely uh hope and uh dream that incarceration will be a mainstay for Mm -hmm. the summer uh for central ohio and the surrounding areas for years to come you know, we think we've got a really unique property. We know there's tons of other festivals, and we love going to all of them. So we think there's plenty of space, and we think there's space in the market for, for mid-July in, in central Ohio. And, um, no, we, we, we think we've got a pretty unique formula, you know, hard rock music with incredible tattoo artists from around the world up in the in the guard room uh that folks will remember from from uh, shawshank and uh you know and then this impressive backdrop of the prison and uh two stages back and forth music all day all weekend long um we think we've got a nice formula to have a, a pretty sweet event year after year and we just are grateful for the fans who got us off the ground and we look forward to more and more coming back every year being the being the marketing whiz that you are with this uh, what is what's the main way of your you're, you're getting the word out there to everybody because I know it's really tough to get it out there especially putting festivals together yeah no no question um, yeah, it's a lot of work to put together the nuts and bolts, and then we have, you know, awesome, awesome media partners mm-hmm. with um, 
you know, iHeartRadio, of course, radio plays a big part in it. Social media is huge. Um, and, you know, we've got partners at Loudwire that help us get the word out. So, um, and then, you know, this year, pretty phenomenally, actually, even last year, we've got some sort of grassroots uh, fan clubs that are helping us spread oh, wow. the word. Um, and we're working with a, a partner uh, to help us get discounts out to military folks so that they can come at a, a special rate. So, uh, you know, word is word is traveling, uh, you know, fast about it. And, you know, we rely on our great partners to help us, help us, you know, get the word out. So, gotcha. So you're not just sticking like right along with like, uh, the Facebook or the Twitter or Instagram, you're, you're, you're going way out above and beyond all that. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no radio, radio and, mm-hmm. and it is a huge part of our, our, our plan. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been, great partners. I've been hearing a lot of the buzz up here in the Cleveland area on our local stations there. They've been talking about it, which is really nice to hear that. Cause that's, that's what you need. You know, we need to need, um, the vibe going, you know, with the hard rock and the metal out there, because uh, you don't hear it that often anywhere else. And so when when you get something big like a festival coming through, you know, you need to have these stations need to jump on board and keep it going or it's going to die off. Yep, yep. And, you know, it, we all work together, right, because mm-hmm. they, they, they play the, the music that everybody wants to hear and then everybody wants to come and see, you know, their favorite bands sing their favorite song live. So... You know, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Now, now, from from the ticket price, what were the what are the tickets going for for this? Uh, yeah, it's all on our website. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different packages for single days or weekends. We've been, you know, it's one of our policies to be very upfront about that. We yeah. announced all our pricing from the beginning. We didn't want to have any surprises to anyone. So, um, you know, it's it's. It's it's all out there, all, all very upfront, very very reasonable for you know single you know relative to the market. So um, I, I think people will will be happy when they check them out. What, what would it? Unfortunately, is sold out this year. Mm-hmm. We did uh, expand it, but unfortunately, those tickets are gone. But there still are um, weekend and singles available. Gotcha. I got a, this is a question. When I see that, when I go to rock, I go to the Rock and Range or the new Sonic Temple Festival, and they always have storms come through there, and you know they they always uh-huh. kicking people out. What if what if something like that were to happen? Uh, what would where would the people go to? What would what's the protocol? Oh yeah, we work with we work with the reformatory and the. Um, law enforcement safety we monitor all the weather and you know there's definitely an evacuation plan there's definitely a shut down the stage plan you know we've got all that uh figured out uh parking lots are not far away in fact they're all walking distance um and you know there's this you know behemoth uh reformatory that that folks can escape to Mm -hmm. if the weather really should turn quickly but we we've got a 25 you know We've got a whole protocol measuring the weather from, you know, 100 miles out. Gotcha. Or more. Yep. Okay. Um, can you do us a quick favor? Yeah, sure. Um, two things. One, need to know the website so we can get that out there, you know, your social media sites, your websites, and just so we can draw more traffic and get more people to know more about it. Sure. Okay. It's uh, www.incarceration.com. 
and then we are at Incarceration Festival on Instagram and uh, Incarceration Festival on Facebook. Nice. And can you do a promo ID for a radio show? Just say your name, uh, that you're, you're with incarceration, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold, and throw something crazy out at the end of it, and don't put no thought into it. Wait, say that, what do I need to say <laughs> at the beginning? Your, your name, <laughs> and, and that you're with in, incarceration, and that you're listening. Sure, sure, sure. And you're listening to Maximum Threshold. Hey, this is Susan Fisher with the Incarceration Festival. Maximum Threshold Radio fans, I hope to see you at Min Mansfield for Incarceration Festival 2.0. Nice. July 12th, 13th, 14th. Nice. Susan, I, I definitely thank you for um, being on here and and talking about the festival and we're, we've been doing a continuous push ever since the first one started. And like I said, we're, yeah, we're real we excited about it. It's, it's all, we're all, we're all part of this, you know, that's how I look at it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, are you, um, you're coming, right? You're all on oh, the yeah. list and everything. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. All righty. Okay. Okay. I, I, well, have, I look forward to seeing you there in two weeks. All right, sounds good, Dominic. Take okay. good care. You too. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. There you have it, Susan Fisher, good old... with Incarceration Festival. Hey, this is Tommy Victor in good old Cleveland, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio, right here in Tidaltown. I love this place.
Ah, there you go, man. There's some prong for you. What a way to end it, it, a really cool little interview that I did with Susan Fisher from Incarceration. And, yep, Divide and Conquer. Gotta love Tommy and Prong. He's a great guy, man. Yeah. Cool dude, man. Caring guy, too. So you get the works of that. Plus, he's a cool musician, too. Yep. Yeah. Get some fun stories with him. Good guy. Good guy. Let's see. I should be getting a phone call here pretty soon. Got a special one. I was watching some videos. And, um, oh, here we go. Hold on a second. Maximum Threshold Radio, you're on air. Oh, Dominique, brother. Hey, what's going on? I'm Philistine calling in with a review of the Volcan show last <laughs> Saturday, brother Dom. Nice. Did you get to check out any of it? Oh, Dominique, let me tell you something. I had the live broadcast going on the house court plane. Damn. Okay. We were coming up to Cleveland to negotiate the 10 album house core Voltan deal. Nice. Unfortunately, the plane did not have enough gator oil <sighs> and we got up a little late. But, Dom, you yeah. know I had it tuned in live because the Dominici Facebook Judas pre-shirt, baby. <laughs> Dom right. That was the, the Voltan um, pay-per-view that we had up there. Well, you know, Dom, pay-per-view, house core view, bro. Yeah, I hear you. Custom, custom live show, brother. Custom sound curtain going on in Cleveland last Saturday, brother. How much did you make off us? Because we know that we didn't get nothing from it. Well, you know, Dom, we owe you nothing. I know, that's what I was saying. So there you go, brother. So how much did you make (laughs) off it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, non-fill always has to keep the financials on the down low, brother. But you know about the heavy album deal, Voltan, the Voltan Nation custom merch, Dominique. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about the Voltan custom merch, the Miles style, brother. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk it, man. I'm ready. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Michael Esquire Strong, the Voltan himself. Heavy Voltan shirt. What a killer design. Nice. I can't wait to see them on a loincloth. Well, let me tell you, Dom. Yeah. You know that there's custom gator loincloths coming with the Voltan merch. I mean, it's just, it fits together like peas and carrots, brother. Yeah. You know it, Dommy. Heavy show, by the way. Digging the new vocalist. Oh, yeah. Pretty heavy and tight. It was big. That was his big, first show. Big. First show with us. Yeah, it's, I'm liking it. You know that's why Housecore is flying up with non-metal Mike <laughs> to sign the custom deal, brother. Non-metal Mike. Damn. I haven't seen him yeah. in a while. Oh, he'll, he's around. Ding, bang. 
And Bergen, isn't he always at Bergen, too? Yeah, yeah, he, he keeps the Jersey House core. Jersey House core. He does a little gator hunting up in Jersey. You know what I mean? I got some questions here. You ready for some of these questions? Well, let me tell you, Dom, before yeah. we get into the questions, just want to say, really fired up about the live show. We're digging the new Voltan. House core's pumped. The bayou's pumped. And I foresee some very big things for Voltan. Yeah, so, we, we we try to bring it because we knew that we knew you'd be tuning in and checking us out, and you know, and we knew a lot of it was all dependent on how good we performed and the turnout at the venue. And it was a sold out venue, and that was one of the one of the things that we were pretty excited about. Once we knew we had the crowd there, and we knew we had the music, we just had to up our game because we had non Phil checking us out. And we definitely was looking forward to that, the big signing. And we know we're not going to get a bonus, but we're just glad it would be part of the program. Well, let me tell you, Dom, I can tell it was a sellout. Hello, Cleveland, brother. That's right. Will you please welcome the volcanic eruption of Dom Reedy and Mike Strong, brother. That's right. So heavy venue, heavy show, heavy closer. What you don't know, now you know, brother. That's right. All right, two questions, Tom. Okay. I know you got a busy show tonight. I just wanted to call in, tune it in, let everybody know there's still heavy steam in the bayou for Voltan. House core label coming up. Major deal. Nice. So let's go. Two questions. Okay, here you go. Have you ever shared a mushroom pizza with Don Dockin? <laughs> oh, Jack. You know it. When me and Dottie get together in the bayou, we go double mushroom, <laughs> triple gator, Miss brother. Would you ever <laughs> would you ever record a version of Ebony and Ivory with Doug Pinnock? <laughs> well, let me tell you, that could be an option, but you know I've got a second duet with non-Vince calling in, calling in. It's going to be heavy in the studio. Basketballs and Babilas, part two, brother. <laughs> Non-Vince, brother. Sounds good. With a special guest background vocal of the abominable Vince Claus, brother. Nice. Here's another one. If you if you were down to your last $10, would you rather spend it on an Eddie, Eddie Trunk coffee mug or a joint? No. Another option. That's it. I'm going coffee, Mark, brother. <laughs> For the gator oil. I hear you. All right, Dom. Wait, good to check you out wait, again. I got, I, I got, in. Oh, I right, got one more. Okay. What? If Paul Stanley wanted to wear his cock as a scarf for a picture, would he? Would you do it? <laughs> Only if there was some gator skin involved, brother. <laughs> Here's, here's one more quick one. Has your has your balls ever touched the water while taking a shit? <laughs> that can't happen in the bayou, brother. Because of the gators. <laughs> you gotta keep them all. You gotta keep them high and tight, brother. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, non Phil. All right, Definitely Don. thank you for calling hey, in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good one. You too. Cheers, brother. Same to you. Paul Stanley coming at you live. 
There you go. So we'll take a break here. We're going to come back. I want to thank Nan Phil for being on his show here tonight, as always. And here you go, man. This one goes out to Jeff Kiss. Ah, yeah. That was some Pantera with Psycho Holiday here on Maxim Threshold Radio. Now I'm going to have to knock out this interview here, then we're going to get out of here. This interview that I did with um, Travis Meeks of Days of the New. I think this is like right after he got out of, um, had the intervention and went in rehab and all that. And he was like, um, here, just listen to this. This is pretty, pretty wild interview. It's one of the, one of the, one of the fun ones I, I got to sit back and just listen to. But I was there, just so you know. Here you go, man. Check this out. This is Travis Meeks of Days of the New. We got Travis Meeks on the line right now. What's going on, Travis? Hey, man. Hey, How are you? Oh, we're doing good, man. How are you doing? This is amazing, man. We've been trying to do this for like three weeks, and we finally have delivered. Yeah, we finally got it, uh, got everything together, and uh, it's great to have you on the show, dude. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad and uh, honored to be on your show. Now I got a couple. Um, I got a couple. I got. I got. A couple, I want to start off with a couple questions I got for you, real quick, before we. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, you shoot first. All right, I, a few questions I got for you. What, what's, what's going on with uh, Days of the New right now? I mean, uh, you got uh, uh, a lot of stuff in the works I've been hearing, and uh, what's going on? Well, um, I've been touring for two years. Um, I've had the kind of, uh, in so many words, um, I guess make amends and redeem myself uh, for a lot of my behaviors um, in the past. Um from shows and uh, tours that had been canceled. Not all my fault, but, you know, all the fingers have been pointed towards me. The days of the new career from 96 to, uh, I guess, about 2002 uh, was dramatic um, because I was, I was surrounded by people who, for one, uh, did not realize that I was autistic. And uh, when you're dealing with autism, you're dealing with a specific focus. And my specific focus was the tree, the colors, the, the world that the music takes you to, um, instrumentation, philosophy, God, consciousness, spirituality, everything that has to do with something that's just magical. And uh, my soul is completely devoted to that and if if someone was to ask me to become a warrior to fight for that like by god's side or consciousness i I, i'm trying to use words that doesn't offend people because god seems to be like a cuss word today because of the abuse of uh, hypocrisy with christianity and other religions but uh you know um our uh, consciousness the universe uh the force star wars we use that as an example I would die for uh, what I believe in. And that's the kind of artist that you're dealing with. And uh, that's a real thing today. You know, um, I have no means to uh, make hits. I have no means to impress anyone. I, uh, I love you, but I don't care what you think about me. Um, although from time to time, I do have my insecurities, and I do want you to like me. But 
Not everybody's going to like me, and not everybody's going to understand me, especially with autism, because uh, it seem, I seem to a lot of people to be standoffish. And when I'm in environments that, I, I, uh, that uh, give me panic attacks, I, uh, I freeze and uh, I, I rage. And this has been going on since I was eight years old. Um, but what's going on with Days of the New right now is I'm working on my fourth release. And I'm working and in the process of starting a record label called Days of the New Productions. I will be um, representing myself still as Days of the New, but as Days of the New presents Tree Colors. Tree Colors is the new project under the record company Days of the New. Days of the New is the record company that will still be on the album cover. This has never been done before, so it's, it may be hard to understand. Led Zeppelin should have did it years ago, and maybe the Beatles should have did it. But this is my way of owning my music and doing what I love and having no one tell me how to express myself. And that's what makes me angry, is that when I see too many people who become clones and who give away their love and heart to conformity and lies, I refuse to do so. That is the person that you were talking to on the phone today. Now, let me ask you a little bit of uh, another little question here, though. I mean, I, that was one of my questions. I wanted to find out a little bit about the why you named uh, your albums, you know, after colors and stuff like that. And that's one of the one of the questions. I, you already answered it for me, though. But can you go into it a little bit deeper and tell the, the our listening audience why you you know went about that? I mean, why did why did you go for colors instead of something different? Well, the best way I can describe it is uh, I associate colors with sound. I see what I write. Uh, this has been described um, in history uh, as uh, true composers and true, uh, you know, like heartfelt composers that like this magic just comes out of them. They're just like musically like crazy. Um, they see what they write. It's kind of like writing music to a movie. But I refuse to become a Danny Elfman. Because I believe that the best musicians are scared to face, you know, the masses. And we are being starved of good music. Um, although we do have a race of rebellion who, even if they hear good music and it touches them, they're going to turn it off because they're afraid to feel good. And they hang on to this hatred. And I understand that because I used to, I'm a big Pantera fan. I used to be the biggest old Metallica fan, Prong, Sepultura. I still respect them all. I was the biggest metal hater in the world. And anything that, like, may have been, like, I hated the grunge scene. I could not stand the grunge scene. That may, be, that may surprise you because some people consider Days of the New grunge. No, Days of the New is acoustical madness. Days of the New was the best guitar band out of all of the grunge scene. You will not get that picking anywhere. Now, we can change the language and say, okay, let's, let's not look at it like best. Let's just look at it as like, uh, you know, melody and uh, notation and complexity. Days of the New was the most complex out of any Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, Candlebox, you name it. Creed, 
Days of the New with just the acoustic guitar, the picking alone. And uh, that's what continues to grow. Now, um, my voice has changed. Um, you know, when I was 16 years old, you know, I was, there girl. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just singing. I was expressing what I felt. Um, a lot of the album was written about my tragedies of um, the system of being uh, in special education, being misdiagnosed, uh, running from the police all the time. I was banned from Indiana, almost went to boys' school, had a child that was taken away from me. That record was real, and that record blew up. And uh, I was trying to bring, you know, a lot of people along with me because, you know, I was a scared, fragile kid, mm -hmm. you know, who who wasn't as animated as I am today. I'm expressive, and I'm very willing to whip my penis out if that would do the world justice, you know. Travis, um, I was Travis. I was reading an article in Rolling Stones magazine. I don't think it'll do the world justice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Travis. What I'm saying is, is I, I'm not afraid to be naked. I'm not afraid to carry the cross. Yeah. You know, I've reached a place of humility that, um, um, from my experiences, as from a child through my career of being signed at 16, of playing uh, the music that I've played, of the influences that I've been influenced by, from Danny Elfman to Basil Polyduris, composer of Conan the Barbarian soundtracks, um, Philip Glass, Dead Can Dance. Um, uh, uh, the Doors, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, carnival, orchestrated, open-minded, non-genre music, you know, that uh, doesn't get you in a click where you don't find the goth people sitting in one corner and the emo in one corner and the heavy metal people in one corner and then, you know, the rock fans in another corner. You know, I, that shit makes me sick. Well, I was reading an article here in the Rolling Stones back in 1998. The, the headline says, Travis Meeks turns Days of the New into a soap opera. And I was wondering what your take was that, your take on that is. Well, let me ask you your opinion. What is a soap opera? Well, a soap opera is just like a drawn out thing with, uh, you know, basic, you know, where there's always bickering and fighting or there's, uh, there's the same old thing over and over and over again that, that it's a never ending story, basically. There was no point to it. That's what a soap opera is. Um, well, my take on that is is that they don't know that I have Asperger's syndrome and that I'm eccentric and that the only thing that I'm good at doing, I couldn't work a regular job, not because I'm a rock star, and I don't like being called a rock star. I'd actually take offense to that. If you call me a rock star, um, I'll probably disengage a conversation with you. Um, I think the rock star is extinct. Um, I think they're, I think that rock stars are fake. I think that they're just out to get attention because mommy and daddy didn't give it to them right. Um, that's not the case with me. But to answer your question, um, I am eccentric, and the people that surrounded me did not appreciate nor understand that or respect that. And when you disrespect someone, what happens? Basically, you get your, uh, get your feelings hurt. It's basically what's going to happen to you. What happens is you get drama when you have misunderstanding. You know, I, I, I worked with people and record labels that had ideas and goals in mind. Days of the New had the capacity to uh, be as large as Creed. 
you know. We had three number one hit singles that hit fast. We had the capacity to be as large as Creed. I did not want that. But I will tell you, I'm not afraid of success. I have a career today. I still own my art. I have people who cry to me, uh, who, who tell me that if it wasn't for my music, they couldn't have spiritually grown. Well, that's some of the comments we have I mean, here. Scott Stapp is sitting in his mother's basement with billions or millions of dollars with doing nothing. I have something inside of me that I own. Okay, I held on to my integrity. And no one in the world could ever understand that. Through my drug addictions, I mean, through the pain, everything that I've been through, I'm not a victim to the way I feel. I make my choices, you know, but my heart does come first, and my brain processes that information, you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I do things that I wouldn't think I would do, you know. Uh, I got pulled over the other day by a police officer, and I was so surprised that I was so cool with him because usually when I get pulled over by a police officer, I'm like, I get so panicky and aggravated because I've been abused by the police my entire life. I've been beaten down, um, hogtied, and uh, thrown in jail, and then someone will come in and go, you're dealing with a mental patient. This guy doesn't belong in jail. He belongs in a mental institution. And then I will get sent to a mental institution. You know, um, I've been dealing with that my whole life. Right. You know, um, and uh, that's just the way it is. You know, I'm, I see things differently. I'm not a conformist. You know, uh, you can call me a liberalist. I don't care. I mean, whatever. I'm an expressionist. I am. I mean, that's what Jesus said. You know, I'm not into. I'm not into Jesus Christ because of Christianity. I mean, Jesus Christ because of the fact that he said, you know what? Kill me, but you ain't gonna stop me from loving. And I love that factor. And before he existed and walked the planet, nobody knew nothing of that. Nobody ever had known anything that that no one knew that kind of sacrifice that someone would take that kind of abuse, no matter what. He made that choice. And I'm not a Christian. I can't stand Christians. Why is that, you know, I'm not racial either, but um, I just can't stand the hypocrisy in Christians. Now, I'm not saying there's not good Christians, but I'm not a religious person, and I believe that um, spirituality has left, it, left religion. I believe it's now in the people's hands, and I believe that's, what, that, that's where we're at now in the year 2000 and the days and facing a black man being a president, and uh, we're in some very controversial times. And a lot of the things I'm saying is controversial, and I guarantee you, and I promise you, you're going to hear a lot more from it. And if I get shot over it, I don't care. Oh, wow. I mean, that's what you're dealing with. I mean, that's the kind of person, I, you know, I'm controversial. Some people might want, not want to talk to me, you know. Well, we decided we wanted to talk to you, Travis. We wanted to find out a little bit more about you. But we have a comment that uh, was uh, posted up on our website, and they, I think it's a pretty good comment. Uh, Augie, what is it? Yeah, Travis, uh, what's up, dude? This is Augie. Um, I'm going to step away from the assassination for a second. Uh, this one comes from Kyle Corsair in the chat room. He says uh, his question res uh, regards the upcoming album. In Purple, will you be continuing to explore the worldly sound of your Green album? Although I love all of your albums, I definitely find Green to be the most inspiring. 
I'm a musician myself, and this album changed the way that I hear and write music. I listen to it every day. Thanks, and good luck. I will say this. Uh, what I got from what you're saying, uh, uh, um, the Green Album. The Green Album, yes, that was a place in my life where I expressed myself um, to the fullest. I took, you know, uh, I didn't allow anybody to uh, interrupt my uh, flow with the force of nature and the universe. Um, uh, and uh, the next record that you will hear will be by far um, the most um, classical, theatrical, poetic, philosophical, controversial, um, World War III, a battle of self-based, multi-instrumental, um, very Euro street band, operatic, um, it will be, it, it is a, it is a concept album. Um, it's like, I'll write like three songs and they're all one song, but I'll ID them in three different songs. It is a continuum. But the sound is much like, um, the best way I can describe it is, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. You know, it's very dark. You know, it's very strong and dark, yet it has some of the uh, Middle Eastern and Celtic influences in it, but they're uh, not as used as much as the uh, minor classical approach um, with cello, uh, hammer dulcimer. I'm also using koto. Um, the acoustic guitar sound is the fattest that it has ever been on any record. It is better by far than the first record. The first record sounds like it's pingy. This record is like chunky. It's like it replaces the bass. I've actually had to find out how to change the bass tone to where you can actually hear the bass. And I found out that hollow, I mean, I know you might not understand this, but I've had to change the bass instruments to uh, complement the acoustic because it's so bassy and it's so loud. The acoustic guitar is so much in your face and it's so composition. You can hear every single note. That's awesome. Um, what, what type of acoustic? The vocals uh, are very choir-like, very... Uh, I mean, I guess you could uh, say it's kind of, uh, if you was to compare it to uh, any mainstream act, System of the Down, but it's ten times more System of the Down than System of the Down. I think System of the Down plays with elements of what I'm doing. What I'm doing is writing a movie soundtrack to a movie that doesn't exist. What kind of movie is this, though, Travis? So what are you, trying to, what are you going to be doing? It's a movie of the mind. It's called Days of the New Presents Tree Colors, and you can imagine whatever you want. When you when, hey, imagine this, Dark Side of the Moon. It's like a movie. You listen to the entire record. You go into the movie. That's the kind of record that I'm writing. That's awesome. Not, uh, That's the kind of music I make. That's the kind of autism that I own. I believe what I write to society is delusional. I have a quick question here. You're talking about your acoustic and the type of sounds you get off of. What type of acoustic guitars are you um, currently using to get that deep sound? I use Taylor guitars exclusively. Okay. And uh, I have another question for you, too. Um, there, Tell me a little bit about uh, your first band that you were in, uh, Dead Reckoning. What was that all about, though? It's a little bit like Pantera and everything? That, 
Dead Reckoning was my attempt to uh, express my rage and anger as, uh, I mean, I was going, it was one, it was like, the direction of where metal is today, you know. I mean, I was, I was just going to be another Philip and Salmo clone, you know. Um, but what happened was, was uh, about 15, and through all this trauma, and the Doors movie came out, Natural Born Killers came out, the grunge scene made a strong impact. Um, uh, Bill, Bill Clinton made a strong impact. The changes in what was going on at the time, I became connected to a force of energy that brought me uh, to the acoustic guitar. And I started writing on the acoustic guitar the way I write. And uh, that had nothing to do with Dead Reckoning. All of a sudden, Days of the News started developing itself, almost like I had no ownership over it, almost like it was an out-of-body experience. And uh, I started writing... Uh, from the acoustic guitar, the first record, and uh, believe it or not, I tried to get people to understand it, and nobody would get it. I played coffee shop gigs by myself. I did many things. I tried to get the old band members interested in it. They made fun of me. Um, I mean, I got persecuted a lot, um, but it was normal. I was, you know, I, I got beat down a lot, you know, literally and emotionally for just being different. Um, but uh, it's, uh, I, I was invited to do a showcase for some people who had access to uh, um, the music industry. Okay. And there was like 20 acts, and I was one of the acts that was uh, that these scouts were ready to sign immediately as soon as they heard me. But I was afraid to do it by myself, but I was asked to do it by myself. But I asked the Dead Reckoning guys to do it with me, so we played like two heavy metal songs, and then I played Freak, which is off the first record, and I played this other song called The Characters of Threat, which is not, which you can't get uh, unless you get the uh, live um, VHS version, which is uh, discontinued. You can't buy in stores. You could probably get it online on eBay or something. But the story is that I had to drag along my band uh, to uh, participate. I had to crack the whip. I had to drag along everybody this direction. And once it came to a point when people connected and we were, you know, two million records, you know, I got to the point where the band that I dragged along and the people that I tried to get involved, you know, it was like, you know, dude, you know, they were like, dude, we can't take it no more. You're making all the money. You write everything. You do all the work. We're just hired hands, you know. Um, but everybody in the world thinks we're, we're gods, you know. Yeah. Travis, real quick, I have uh, one other uh, question for you. Um, was it hard, like, going back down, you know, going down your, your darker path of your life and stuff like that, was it hard uh for you to combat your drug addiction when, uh, you know, was it hard to, you know, stay clean for all those uh, months and years and stuff like that? That is a difficult question to answer. I, I, all I can say is, is I got up one day and I got clean. And I stayed clean for two years. Um, and then I uh, was reevaluated by a, uh, a moment of abandonment 
with uh, my mother, which I don't, which I have a good relationship with today, but she, uh, she didn't raise me. I was uh, abandoned at two. I don't want any empathy for it. It's just this, this is my story. Um, she left me at two with uh, my father's grandmother, which my father was an alcoholic. He was also a rock and roll singer. Um, um, but uh, I was staying with her at the time but, uh, because we were playing East Coast dates, and uh, I went out and I tried to uh, use amphetamines again, and I quickly discovered that it scared uh, the piss out of me, and I ended up on a three-day run going to the uh, emergency room three days in a row, and uh, you know, like calling 911, going to the emergency room, just scared to death. I couldn't get high. And that was seven months ago. I tried to get high due to the pain of, like, you know, and uh, I couldn't get high. And that, that, that lesson that I learned was amazing. And uh, here's something else that's ironic. My clean date is now 9-11. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great, man. That's great. No. The irony. Um, I do suffer from panic disorder and panic attacks. Um, I... Uh, I'm dealing with uh, therapy and other things right now. I have these moments where uh, the fight or flight kicks in, and I actually think that I'm dying. And uh, that's some of the pain that I'm going through right now. And I'm investing that into my music. Um, I don't I don't know where it comes from. It's A lot of it has to do with the pressures of society. But I really hyperventilate and almost pass out, and I end up in emergency rooms. And... Uh, I'm dealing with that right now, but I'm not getting high over it. Uh, that's the last thing I'm going to do is to put a, you know, something that's going to speed my heart up and make me think I'm going to die even more than I already think I am. But that's what's going on in my life now. I'm going through some spiritual changes, and I've made up my mind that if uh, I can't, and if the force of nature does not allow or does not reckon with me to allow me to express myself uh, artistically in the world, then I'll just join a monastery and uh, give myself, you know, to uh, the force, uh, full force. I mean, my hope and dream has always been to give to you what's inside of me, this perspective that you don't see, that no one else sees, that only I can see. That's what makes me me and you you. Um, but if I can't accomplish that and, and I receive some message in the universe, then I would choose to join a monastery and give my soul to the uh, to the universe that way. Hey, Travis, um, Tantric has gone on to make a pretty good name for themselves, you know, within the past 10, 7 years or so. Do you have any uh, grudge or ill will against those guys whatsoever or any contact with them? Actually, I talked to Jesse Vest, who is the prior bass player, who I consider uh, the threshold of Tantric. Um, he no longer will play music. He, he won't get in the music industry no more. We actually tried to get back together and uh, jam again, but they uh, they didn't ever grow artistically. They just uh, kind of stayed in this, uh, I don't know, they kind of stayed like a rock format band who never, like, they, they never grew spiritually within their art. And uh, we we just I was I felt like I was 80 years old and they were 16, um, so we tried to do it again, uh, but no, nothing was ever there. Nothing was ever there in the first place. That's what I'm trying to tell you is, is right. that um, 
I have no ill will towards Tantric um, because my bio that I've released tells the true story. Um, they have full respect for me today because they realized that the music that I made and everything that I did, I earned because they got to experience their own success. You know, it's almost like they stole from me, and they know that. They they lied and said that I fired them, and they used that to to build their success. Um, and they highly respect me today. And uh, because of the abuse they experienced from Hugo Fiera, who has no talent at all. The only talent he has is being a car salesman. Wow. And, uh, but he's about sold out, you know. He's about worn people out, you know. Um, hey, Travis, let me ask you this. What I've come to understand, I mean, that's what I hear, but, you know, that's just what I hear. Sure. Um, from, the, you know, Todd Whitener, I just talked to him the other day. I'm trying to get his band to open up for me this uh, summer. Todd Whitener, the old guitar player from Tantric and Days of the New, um, which uh, did not write anything for Days of the New. He just, uh, I taught him how to play the acoustic guitar. He was a hired hand. Yeah. Uh, uh, Travis, let me ask you this real quick, though. As uh, you were uh, uh, on the A&E hit show on Intervention, though, I mean, was it was it hard to put your life out there like an open book for everybody to see, or uh, how was that? That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. No. But I tell you what, I would not be alive if it wasn't for that. And I don't I'm not talking about the treatment center. You know, I've been the I've, I've been in the system my whole life. I can't tell you how many how much thorazine has been pumped through my blood. I cannot tell you how much lithium and Prozac I've taken. How many times I've been to you know treatment centers and this and that. The fact that I exposed myself in front of 100 million people gave me the liberty to not care what you think or what anybody thinks in this world. That I am myself, and I will continue to be me, and I will continue to express myself no matter what anyone thinks. And if you don't like it, then you can express your opinion, and I don't, I don't have to like your opinion either. But I will express myself regardless, and it has given me the liberty and the humility to be who I am. That is the person you're talking to on the phone. That's awesome, Travis. Let me ask you this last question here that I got for you. Uh, what was one of the craziest times on, you know, on stage? Like, uh, you know, something crazy that happened, like some groupie or something. You know, what was one of the craziest times uh, doing a performance? Oh, man. Uh, you know, there's so many misunderstandings. I was so misunderstood. Everything was crazy. I mean, uh, in Wisconsin, I was live on radio in front of 10,000 people. And, uh, um, this dude was like yelling tantric, and it, I was really, uh, I was an open wound at that time, and I was really hurt by how the media was, you know, trying to uh, point, you know, fingers at me. But what comes around goes around. My career is doing really good today. I'm getting paid really good. My art's coming along, and um, I can't, I couldn't ask for any more. My career is better today than it was yesterday. I wouldn't trade my career today for two million records yesterday any day. But I will tell you this. Um, I jumped off the stage and threatened to fight the guy. I said, tell, tell everybody in the crowd um, what you just said. 
you know, and uh, he said, Tantric. And I, and I, gave, I jumped off the stage and I, I put the mic in front of his face and he yelled it. And he about got, he about got killed by other fans. Um, but I cussed and stuff and it was on live radio in Milwaukee. And, uh, it, that's just one of the things I did, you know. I mean, of many times. I mean, I have, uh, walked off stage, busted guitars. I mean, I've just been a raging act. But let me tell you something. All you heavy metal fans out there, you know, if you're gonna sing heavy metal and you're gonna sing about anger, be angry! Don't break it! If you're gonna be angry, then break something! Don't get out there and just play a bunch of bull crap! This is anger! Do you understand what I'm saying? The heavy metal stuff, that's just a bunch of bull crap! I'm a heavy metal fan, I love Slayer! I love Slayer, I love Tom Mariah! He says it how it is! My religion of torture! He knows what's going on, this hypocrisy, you know? I mean, there's people out there who are spreading the message that I know anger. And all this heavy metal bull crap, they don't know anger. This is anger. And this is anger controlled. I got a question for you, Travis. Um, you alluded to the Doors a couple times since we've been talking to you. And back in 2000, you actually got to work with the Doors and uh, do a couple songs on Stone Immaculate. Uh, what was that experience like for you? That was a uh, actually a revelation. The song, The End, when I was 11 years old, was the song that gave birth to my soul. Um, I said many times, uh, hundreds of times, with that song crying, understanding everything that Jim Morrison was singing about, and uh, I understood his pain, and I understood what he was talking about, and... Uh, that's the song that gave birth to me. That is the song that made me want to come out here and play music and, and give back. Because, and give it, the, the fact that I was given an opportunity is like a, a message from God. You don't even understand. The end is, is what made me. The end is what made Days of the New. The end is what made Travis Meeks. The song, The End, is by far the the epic of my life. And I got the opportunity and the honor to perform that with The Doors live and record that with The Doors. I can do it much better today because my voice is much more growlier and hey But, you know, I was uh, 20 years old when I got to do it then. But, um, but uh yeah, it was one of the most amazing, magical things ever. And uh, I tell you what, those guys are magical. They're still in touch. They're still in tune. There's not musicians like that no more. Musicians like that are dying. But, uh, you know, um, Robbie Krieger is amazing. Ray Manzarek. Oh, my God, those guys are so beautiful. They're so beautiful. I cannot tell you how beautiful they are. They're real. They're real people. Real people still exist. I mean, real people who are connected, who don't, who don't shut themselves off because they're afraid of sexuality and shame or what other people think about them. You know, or, you know, oh, I got to go to school and conform or this or that or da 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 da. da you know, Th these people are themselves. 
The right. doors are the doors. They're real people. Travis, I have a question from our. Ch- I got a question from our chat room. Really, really quick though, um, they want to know your political views on like Obama and Clinton and all those guys. I mean, do you have any uh, political views about the, the two candidates that are running right now? Well, it looks like Hillary's getting. Uh, uh, um, looks like Hillary's getting pushed back a little bit. Uh, you know, just I think Pete. I think the, uh, it looks like people are. It looks like people and uh, the uh, Negro race, uh, the black race, uh, are really participating. And and uh, it looks like that the uh, we were, America's really wanting some change. Now what I've seen in Obama and what I've watched in Obama, he has an attitude. I mean. He, he he's more angrier than Hillary. I will say that. You know, when I watched the debates, he he's got. I, I could see it in his eyes. You know, he has some passion. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, that guy might get it. He might get it. But I will tell you this: if a black man does get presidency in this country, there will be extreme change because there is a lot of racial people that I know that you know that. We'll, we'll say, um, you know, uh, racial s- statements just like they're, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to avoid, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of racism. And uh, I think that it's going to cause a lot of change. If a black man gets president in this country, it will cause extreme change. If a woman gets presidency in this country it will cause extreme change i think it might cause a little bit of uh um uh, uh what do you call it chauvinist uh yes. what is it between man and woman What's chauvinistic pig yeah i'm here i'm here travis um might make some you know men a little jealous but i think uh i could imagine uh you know uh a population of the white race uh, being, uh, scared and, uh, uh, intimidated because we, you know, for the past 200 years, it's been, we've had white presidents, white male presidents. And this is a change. And I know it's like a small thing. So what? It's the color of the skin. But, you know, little things like that, we make, uh, we make mountains out of molehills. And, Little things like that will cause change. I mean, we're already having food riots right now. There's a lot of stuff going on, our, going on in our country. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Black president, woman president, I don't care if it's... I, bring it on. I'm ready for some change. I'm ready for whatever happens. I'm prepared. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's happening because I can feel it. I can feel it happening, and I've been feeling it happening. You can call me delusional. I don't know what you, you can call me whatever you like. Like Eminem said, I am what you say I am. You know, I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. You know, I'm whatever you want to. I'm, I'm everything, but I'm also a nice guy. I'm also expressive. I'm honest. I'm giving, and uh, you know, I'm a lot of things. But uh, you know. Uh, Travis. I am ready Travis. for some change Tra- because uh, the world is just, I can feel it right yeah. now. It's just, uh, you know, 
just what's going on right now. And, uh, and I'm just ready. I'm so ready. Sure. I can't wait. Sure. I can't wait till November. Uh, that's about the time my record's going to be released is about the time we uh, elect that president, which is ironic. Right. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to something different because I'm tired of the way things are going. I'm tired of turning on the television once a week, hearing about a kid. You know, Actually, I don't know if I'm tired of it. It's just once a week is a statistic of a hostage or a shooting situation in a school. That's the statistics now. That's the statistics. People are tired of conformity. We need change. We want change. We want something different. Well, we try, want to try feel. To... We do not want to be suppressed no more. Right. Hey, Travis, now, out of all those uh, candidates, you got McCain, you got uh, Obama, and, and Clinton. Uh, which one are you going to go for, if, uh, if I can ask? That I will not express. That I will keep in anonymity. Can I ask why, though? I mean, uh, I mean I'm mean, i going for uh, Hillary Clinton. I'd like to see uh, Hillary get in there. Um, again, I would, that I, w I will not express. Okay. All right, well, that's cool. I mean, you, we have uh, a couple more questions for you. And uh, go ahead, Augie, what do you got? Uh, one last thing for me. Uh, I was just wondering, I think it, when uh, Velvet Revolver was looking for a singer, they came to you or something like that, and, uh, or did you go to them? What happened with that situation? Well, they hired me over the phone, and I said, look, I'm not the guy for the gig. They said, but your voice is so amazing. They sent me these tracks, right? I sing over them in the studio. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm using my high register and I'm using my low register, you know, and I had the capacity and similarities of, uh, range and attitude like Axel. Um, but, uh, and they really dug that. Um, but, uh, um, when they met me in person, I weighed 90 pounds. Uh, I was bald. My, uh, body was completely shaved. Um, and uh, I was with a uh, authentic Israeli Jew who was an engineer at my studio, and uh, uh, they took one look at me and fired me. You know, at that point, we ended up doing the audition, but I knew when, once they seen me, because they're all like, you know, uh, you know, uh, let's see, I'm five eight. They're all like, uh, you know, um, uh, six. Five and six three. They're all really tall, and I'm five eight. They took one look at me, and uh, I knew that. You know, I told them that I wasn't the guy. You know, but you know, they said, "No, you're the guy." And uh, I canceled the I canceled the plane ticket. And they said, "Why didn't you come?" I said, "Dude, because I know in my heart I'm not the guy." You know, I, I just I'm not a rock star. You you guys are right. I'm I'm an artist. I'm, it's different. This is personal. You know, you are. are, are you're actors, you know. I'm a writer. You're actors. You go act. Go find another actor, yeah. you know. And they did. They found a Scott Weiland, and then they ended up firing him. Wow. But uh, anyways, uh, that's what happened. Is awesome. I went ahead, they said, come on, you're the guy. We know you're the guy. Da -da 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 -da. Feed me that L.A. bullcrap. Yeah. So I flew out there, and then they took one look at me, and I could just tell. And it was just like I knew that, you know, I was like, I told you. Told you they took one look at me, which you know, whatever you know, um, which I didn't want the gig anyways. That's not my forte. I don't like Slash's guitar playing. It makes uh -huh. me ill. 
But uh, the, uh, what I loved about Guns N' Roses is I get up around seven, get out of bed around nine, but I don't worry about nothing, no, because I'm worried to waste of my time. That's what I liked about Guns N' Roses. That's That's it. It. I like that attitude. Mr. Brownstone. I wasn't into Usual Illusion 1 and 2, man. Yeah. I liked Lies, 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 and Appetite. I just wasn't really into Usual Illusion 1 and 2. I think he lost his attitude. I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe getting a ring, he had it a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not, I don't know. I'm not into Guns N' Roses. I'm not into them. That's I'm, great. I'm into world music. I'm into soundtracks. I, I told you I'm into Dick and yeah. Dance. I'm into the right. music that created music. Yeah, I'm into Kotos. I'm into Japanese music. I'm into Celtic music. I'm into Aborigine music. You know, uh, Middle Eastern music, all forms of Middle Eastern music, classical music. Um, and, you know, I do love, I do love metal, but, uh, I will say that Slayer has the throne. Slayer are the kings. They have outlasted everybody, yep. and they have upheld their integrity. Definitely. And their sound has gotten better, and their songs have gotten better. Oh, the new ones, the new one is the, I think one of their best ones they've ever put out. He, they definitely oh, bring it yeah. together. The cult, man. That, that oh record, my God, the sound of that record oh, so just full. blows me away, man. I'm just like, oh, I feel it. And they're like 50 years old. Yep. And <laughs> they're still throwing it down out there, still doing the rain and blood and doing all that good stuff. That's awesome. I love those guys, man. They have my full respect and all, and with all my heart. Mm. I mean, even if like one was an asshole to me, I don't care. Yeah. I still have respect to man. Uh -huh. I love those guys. Like I met Dave Mustaine. He was. He, people always told me he was an asshole. He was actually cool to me. Yeah. And everybody that I've ever met who's met Dave Mustaine. The day I met Dave Mustaine, I, I knocked on his bus door, and I said I wanted to meet him. I was in Dave's room, and I come in, and we talked for a little bit, and he was really nice to me. Mm -hmm. Just another guy in pain, man. That's awesome. That's honest. We, we, you know, we do feel pain, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I think Mustaine's the real deal. I think, you know, uh, he's had to try to uphold some kind of, like, uh, I don't know. I think he's gotten lost in trying to figure out what he's going to do artistically, just like Axl Rose, and he's kind of become a classic band. I will not and refuse to become a classic band. I will not become a classic band. I will continue to grow and break my mold for all costs. That's awesome, Travis. I don't care if I end up in a mental institution at all costs. <laughs> I will not end up being called... A classic rock grunge band. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing now is far from Tool and System of the Down. It's organic instruments with dulcimers and choir and la da 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 and, uh, my personality is just, I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I'm very expressive. Mm -hmm. As to where years ago, I was really scared to do interviews. But I just, I mean, you get to the point where you get beaten up so much. Okay. It's like, shoot me again, I ain't dead yet. There you go, Metallica's new record. Come on, shoot me again, I ain't dead yet. <laughs> I love that record. I don't care what people say about the snare. I love that record. So, you know. It's awesome. Travis. You can count me in on that one. Travis. His lyrics, his yeah. attitude, you know. 
I am a Saint Anger fan because I love old Metallica, and I know that James Hetfield was trying to get clean during that time, and I understand his lyrics. I think you're one of the few fans of that, with that record. You know. I want to. Uh, anyways. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. Travis, man, it's been great having you on the show, man. And uh, if they want to get, get a hold of you, how would they get a hold of you, Travis? You know, what's your websites and all that? Um, we have myspace.com forward slash days of the new. We have myspace.com forward slash tree colors, T-R-E-E-C-O-L-O-R-S. And we have myspace.com forward slash Travis Meeker, M-E-E-K-E-R, and then we have daysofthenew.com, which will soon be down for a little bit because we're getting ready to uh, reformat it into an, a new uh, server, and it's going to be in 3D. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I got, I got, it will be awesome. I got one, one thing real quick. I just want to compliment you um, for, for keeping true to your spirit and keeping true to your music because it's very seldom you ever find any musicians that are doing that, especially these days. And I just want to compliment you on that. Well, I appreciate that, and I know that you mean that. Are you are you with Sam? That's definitely true. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, Travis, it's been great, man. We'll, we'll uh, get a hold of you sometime in the future and uh, have you back on the show. Like I said. Love you much, man. It's right. been great. All right, thank you, Travis. Bye. There you go, man. That was the fun little interview that we did uh, shit, back in 2009 with Travis Meeks. Man, it was always cool talking with him. And just let him just let him run, man. Let him go. Turn the mics on. Travis always had something fun to talk about. And that's what he did there. So I'm glad you guys actually stuck around and listened to this. And maybe you learned something. And I'm glad I put this back on because... From what I remembered was, all I remember was the angry parts. And I didn't remember all the in-depth. Because this time I actually got to sit back and listen to everything he said. And man, dude made a lot of sense. I understood him. And I mean, you can't always be um, totally 100% understanding of some things, of somebody's opinions and stuff. But, you know, you can respect that they had that in their heart to get it out there. And they stand strong for what they felt. So there you go. So we're getting out of here for this week, and we don't see you next week. The week after that, we'll be back on here on Maximum Threshold Radio. But I want to thank everybody who was on the show, everybody who played a part of this. I want to thank James from Impending Lies. I want to thank Non Phil for being on the show. Also, um, Susan Fisher from Incarceration. And rounding it off was Travis Meeks from Days of the New. So I'll see you guys next week and or the week after, and you guys have fun, man. Episode 561, coming to close. Adios, amigos. Horns up. Fist in air, baby. Just listen to Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Airs live every Saturday night, 8 p.m. to whenever the fuck they shut up. So tune in. It is pointless to resist.